Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, people, you know that sound is the Unfiltered Bam. It's another episode of Unfiltered coming your way. This one, a live edition right here and now. Officially, this will be episode number 92. You can jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution at Casey Stern on Twitter. Get into the bio. You'll see there the link for my YouTube channel. You can subscribe, get all the videos, all the episodes, all the conversations on the video side. And, of course, where most of you are listening, whether you're uh, with us live or not, would be usually on Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your iTunes, uh, everywhere else. Uh, you get your podcasts. You can get all the episodes leading up to this point. And thank you, Unfiltered Band. Get into a lot here this morning. I know it's a football Sunday, but for uh, many of us, uh, we are concentrating on one thing, and that's tonight's game between the Mets and the Braves with the division officially on the line. Don't forget, though, football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all football betting needs this season. Find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends as your continued source for all sports wagering info. Bet Online's got live betting, free contests, live scores, giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head over to betonline.ag, join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, 100% welcome bonus. All you got to do is make sure to use this promo code, BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your awards over at betonline.ag. Promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get your 100%, 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts we'll get started here you could jump in on the uh, live version of this show always through the chat and you can get to me by replying anytime uh, in giving me any comments or questions on twitter i'll get to those along the way as much as i can as well there's a lot to get to here i want to dive into what's happened in the first two games of the series i want to talk about fan reaction i want to get into this finale and what it means and let me start there for all of the the world is ending feeling that every Met fan has this morning. Remember this because of the new rules and there's no game 163. You should know this by now. The tiebreaker is making everything to the extent that if you win this game tonight, if you're a Met fan and tie the Braves atop this division and then hold the tiebreaker in the season series, you still put all the cards on your table to just, all you have to do is match the Braves for the final three. They'll get Miami uh, Sandy, uh, the Cy Young this year will not pitch in the final game. I know Met fans not very happy about that. The Mets will get the Nationals who have given them enough problems to so join Manessis, giving that to the Phillies yesterday in that first game of that doubleheader. So as long as the Mets win this game and they get the tiebreaker back, it'll put things into the context of, Hey, everything comes down to how the two teams play in the final three days. It'll be enough. If the Braves win the division's over, I mean, regardless of your know, magic numbers. So it all comes down to this. You want to win the division? You got to win this game tonight. That's simple. Regardless of what happened in the first two days, we're going to get into it, and I understand it. Let me also preface by saying the following, and I, and I really, I don't want to hear from people that I, I'm not a real Met fan. Look, I'm, I'm here, you know, covering this series. You know, right now I'm, I'm not reporting from any stadium, so I could sit there and, and be as, as biased as I want, but I'm not going to be an ass, all right, the Braves outplayed you through the first two days. The Braves have looked like a better team than the Mets for a large portion of the last four months. That's how they cut this gap. The Braves have looked like the best team in baseball and better than a team that won the World Series a year ago for a large portion of the last four months. That is the reality. You want to get ticked off about that? Okay. They get upset about that? Okay. You want to get negative about that? Okay. 
But the people who were sitting there last night, the team sucks. You wasted my summer. This team's garbage. This team doesn't care. You're an idiot. First of all, if you haven't watched baseball for long enough and you don't realize the way it works, let me let you understand and in on a secret. When you get outpitched and outplayed in big games in the postseason, and we're playing October baseball right now, when you get outpitched and outplayed in the postseason, your team looks like they need to wake up. They look like they don't care. You think they don't care? What are you, an idiot? When pitching is shutting you down, and whether you're gripping the bat too tight or trying too hard or tight or not or loose or not, if you ain't getting hits and you're not scoring runs, you look like you don't care. Why? Because you're striking out, you're grounding out, you're popping up. That's the reality. Get a grip. Doesn't mean they don't care. The idea that like people were sitting there and saying, oh, well, you know, th this team, you know, like all of a sudden, the Buck Showalter, right, manager of the year, who everybody loves and should, who's been brilliant and been terrific, and to me is, is you could give me all the different reasons and including, you know, look, and they're all in different ways have been huge for this team and the additions of Max and Chris Bassett and Starling Marte and Escobar and Canna and obviously Steve Cohen two years ago at the forefront and Lindor. You can give me all of those different things that you want and you're not going to tell me any have been more important for the culture of this team and what's been different about this team than Buck Showalter. And all of a sudden you want to tell me, oh, well, he didn't have them ready. They're, 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 they look listless. No, they didn't look listless. They didn't hit. When you don't hit in this sport, you look like that. What is this, the first time you've ever watched baseball? Are you kidding? You want to say they're getting beat? They're getting beat. Yeah, it's like go back to that, that line I use for miracles sometimes. You know, uh, Mike Rizzioni, fellow uh, BU alum. You want to say, you, you want me to say we're scared of getting cut? Yeah, we're all scared of getting cut out of this division race. You should be scared of getting cut, but you should be scared that the Braves are cutting you because they're better than you. You should be scared that the Braves are outplaying you. You should be scared, that, especially without Starling Marte, who's a huge absence, that their lineup is just way deeper than yours. Yeah. Hell yeah. You should be concerned about all that. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you you shouldn't be. But if you don't think the team cares or they, these ideas, well, the offense needs to wake up like they're sleeping and they don't, you're not trying hard enough. They're not into it. What are you, a moron? You mean they're not into it? Great pitching makes you look dumb. The memorabilia guy, 89. I don't think that's Hempel, says F the Braves. I'll get your uh, quotes and, and comments in here along the way. Monsters Coffee says, will the Mets even be showing up to this game? You know, that's, that's the kind of, no offense. It's like, you know. I, I mean, I don't even understand what that means. Really? Like, how stupid can you be? No offense. You don't think they showed up the last two days? They lost. They got beat. Do you understand? They're playing the Braves. The Braves won the championship last year. The Braves played at 116 win pace for four months. Braves got a deeper lineup than you do. The Braves hit DeGrom and Max. Deserve credit for that, even though DeGrom with the blister and the 86 pitches, or you want to give me Max and he didn't have his best stuff, and that's okay. But even he said, and he's right, Give credit to the Braves. The idea that they didn't show up, you shouldn't show up. Delete yourself from the fan base. You're a moron. Sorry. You're an idiot. I've said this before, but people don't understand this because you're living in it. And, you know, one of the, the different vantage points that I have, okay, is that, you know, yeah, I'm a diehard fan of this team and I have been for my whole life. But in covering this sport since 2004 and being around it, 
and kind of stepping away a little bit and at least seeing it from a perspective of covering it nationally, I think maybe I've just become way more rational. doesn't mean I'm not as much of a diehard fan. I'm just not a moron. Do you think they're quitting on themselves? Then you're an idiot. They came off a game that was as good a win as this team's had in I don't know how many years when Escobar drives in five runs and everybody's talking about how great they are. And you think, oh, you know what they did in the next 24 hours before that and that day off Thursday, you know what they decided? We're going to fly down to Atlanta and quit. What are you, an idiot? And I realized that you, you don't realize how dumb you sound because you don't and you don't realize you're being made fun of by everybody else in the world, everybody in the baseball world. And I get texts all the time. I do from people that I'm friends with that cover the game asking me about like, you know, how do I even deal with these people or the things that, and I, you know, I try and defend Met fans as much as I can, but they're making fun of you, not the team. Nobody making fun of the team. They got beat by, by a team that just won the championship and has been great all year for four months. They got beaten two games. Nobody making fun of the team. They're making fun of you. And I, I always use this example because it, it's it's not a Met thing, so at least takes you to kind of a different place. But being an Islander fan my whole life, when the Islanders won their first playoff series in like 23 years, I think it was. All right? I think it was 23 years. And they beat the Florida Panthers and won a series. They should have gone deeper than that into the playoffs. And Islander fans were like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing thing. Like they won the Stanley Cup. And they were like, you know, they didn't even care anymore. I mean, that's. You, you don't realize you're in a loser mentality where you don't ask for more. But at the same time, you don't realize you're so used to losing that you're irrational. You're not making any sense. You want to say they got beat? They got beat. You want to say the offense isn't deep enough, especially without Marte? It's not. It's not. It's not. You want to tell me that you're in a situation where if you're a New York Met fan, you know that, hey, look, you're panicking because the, the team hasn't hit, and if they lose tonight, the division's over. Then you got the wild card. I don't know what DeGrom is. Is he a blister guy, a six-inning pitcher at 86 pitches? Is Max even at the top of what Max can give? Is Marte coming back? Alvarez looks like he's overmatched, even though we know he'll be great at some point. Probably. Yeah, you want to worry about all that. You should worry about all that. But at the end of the day, you win this game tonight, and you get the tiebreaker back. It comes down to the last three games. What if they win tonight? You should you delete all your tweets about how they suck and they gave up and they don't give a shit? What are you, an idiot? It's just dumb. Max Scherzer didn't have his best stuff, but he got beat. Dansby Swanson, I've said this all week, and I live down here in Atlanta, and I watch this team all the time. And when I was doing the Believe in Queens pod from you know a few days ago before the series started, I said the same thing. It's like, if there's one guy to be afraid of in that lineup in a big spot, this is the guy. And he should get paid an exorbitant amount of money in the offseason because this dude is a winning player. Everything he does is about winning. Yeah, he strikes out a lot. Oh, great. Do you know how many big hits he gets? And I said the comp, and by the way, for a Met fan, it gives you the boogaboo, like you know, it's Halloween month here in October. But he's very reminiscent of, forget about just against the Mets, but in general, Chase Utley and the fact that it always seems like it's his turn in the lineup that when there's men on base and you need a big hit or you're tied in his seventh inning and he hits you a home run or whatever the heck it might be or he rallies when the offense looks dead or he makes a big play in the field or he makes a winning play on the bases, he just always seems to do that. That's a high compliment regardless of what happened with Tejada. If you're a Met fan, I get it. But I'm just saying, Dansby Swanson's a heck of a player. And that's just a dude in their lineup with Acuna and Riley and now Olsen hitting again. 
And the list goes on. Michael Harris has been brilliant. They got more runs driven out of the ninth spot than most teams have in the National League out of their three, four spots. They're a deeper lineup than you. I said it a few days ago. The Mets aren't winning a World Series without a healthy Starling Marte. And they might not win a division now either. But they're not going to win a World Series, which, by the way, I know it's crazy, but you can do as a wild card. They're not going to do it anyway or get there without a healthy Marte. They're not. It's a way different lineup. What makes that lineup, at least at its greatest effectiveness, even with the issues, and by the way, it's like some of the issues have been, okay, well, your 7, 8, 9 are kind of givens, but you know, look, Nito's hit the ball much better in the last couple of months. Should be playing every day instead of James McCann. I think we all understand that now. But he, he's hit the ball better, right? So he's been okay. Escobar, who, when Marte's in, gets even deeper in the lineup, sitting there in maybe a seven hole, all of a sudden, you're just a, you're in a way better place offensively. They need Marte back in the lineup. They need him back in right field. They need the versatility. They need the defense. They need the speed and the pressure he puts on the opposing pitching. They need all of that. They miss Marte desperately. Now, if you're a Braves fan listening or watching live, or if you're, you're on Apple, Spotify, you get your podcast, it's not an excuse. I'm not saying that Hey, the Mets would have won if Marte's there or any of that. I'm just saying it is reality. They they missed the guy terribly. But they beat Max and DeGrom, and as Nimmo said, they shoved them back in their faces. But what did you think there was going to be? There, there wasn't going to be any angst? I mean, if you are a Met fan, you know it wasn't going to be easy. <laughs> you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man, right? You got to knock out the champ. Don't leave it in the hands of the judges. How many cliches do you want? You lost the first two games of the series. Your backs are against the proverbial wall, and you got to go get a win tonight. And if you do, you're still tied atop with the tiebreaker, which basically puts you a game ahead. And that's not hyperbole. That's real. If you don't understand it, go read some articles. you got to win this game. You came into this series. It would have been nice to sweep and clinch the division. You knew that was going to happen. It would have been great to win two out of three. That's not going to happen, but you had to win one out of three. You had to put yourself in a position to make up for all the games you lost against bad teams and try and take care of the Nationals and put yourself in a spot to do that and control your own destiny. And all those things are reality if you win this game tonight. Doesn't matter what the hell happened in the last two days. And by the way, that ain't going to be easy either because Charlie Morton, I don't care what age he is, and he just got another $20 million for next year, this dude is a big game pitcher. He's a game seven guy. And I love Bassett, and I think they'll both deal tonight. I expect this to be the best in terms of, which will be ironic considering some of the names we've seen in this in this series already. But I expect both these these pitchers to deal tonight. It's not going to be easy. So you're going to be sitting there crying about the offense probably again in a 1-1 game in the fourth inning. It's about getting the big hit. It's about making the big play. And that's what the Braves have done that you haven't in the first two in this series. Iglesias has been brilliant out of the bullpen. Their guys have stepped up when they've needed to. Kenley has gotten it done, even though, obviously, some hiccups in the one before that. David jumps in and says the Braves are a better team than 2021. They are a better team than they were last year. With Strider healthy, it's a guarantee they're a better team. But I think they're a better team anyway. Look at what Michael Harris does for them. Look at even the guys like you, 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 you know, Grossman and what he's done when he's been in. He was supposed to be a guy you're, you're worried about splits, but hit from both sides of the plate. Having the choices between Grissom and, and Arcia, I know there's no Albies, but you think about the growth of, of what Riley and others have done yet. Okay, Freddie Freeman's not there, but when you take all the other players elevating and the fact that Olsen is hitting again, when he's right, yeah, they're a better team. Their pitching is deeper. Their bullpen is deeper. They're, they're a better team than they were last year, and especially with Strider. When he's healthy, it's, it's not even a question. I mean, you know, Kyle Wright 
who gave them more than they expected last year down the stretch in the World Series. I get wins aren't everything, but he's deserved the 20 wins. He's pitched well. Settled down, pitched well yesterday. Max Fried's a dude. This isn't easy. They're a, they're a great team. But the Mets are at times a great team also. Do I think they're as great without Marte in the lineup? No, I don't. Do I think they're as great if DeGrom can't pitch like DeGrom because of a blister? Clearly not. Do I think they're as great when you've seen the, the not-so-good side of Cookie and Taiwan versus the other side of that Cookie or Coin? Yeah, no, they're not. I get it. But you can't go, and you can't go through the lineup where every single time it seems like, to be fair, Jeff McNeil, if I'm a Braves fan, he's the Dansby Swanson for you on the other side. It's like you just know that guy's getting hits and getting and going to put together a good at-bat. He can't be the only guy in the Mets lineup. You know that's going to happen. Swinging at first pitches when they shouldn't. All those things, they're not, it's not because they don't care or because they gave up. It's because either they're trying to too hard, right? A lot of these kids, and this is not an excuse, but it's reality. A lot of these Met players have never been in a situation like this before. They're used to sex toys in the locker room and a manager having to apologize and fights with media members. I mean, look, you know, individual seasons like Pete had go back 2019, but they, they haven't had this kind of success. A lot of these players never been in a spot like this in their life. Now, that's not an excuse, but it's reality. Dwight Alvarez couldn't even hold on to the bat for two of the first four at-bats. You think that means he's going to have a terrible career? Then you're a moron. I don't know what the hell's career is going to be, but it's not going to be based on four ABs either. But this team's never been, these players, most of them never been in this spot. Now, how will they respond? You are going to have to find that out. What would you think? If they won the division and got the two seed, right? Let's say they played, you know, whoever in a five-game series. No matter who they played, who are they sweeping? They were going to lose games. They were going to be down 1-0 in a series. They were going to be down 4-0 in an eighth inning. They were going to have all those things happen. So they're going to face adversity. You're going to have to face it. You're playing October baseball, and now you're facing it now. And you're going to find out what they've got. Now, if they go ahead and they get shut out and they lose, then, yeah, you're preparing for a wild card, and it's going to be more difficult. And there's a lot of fear, and all of those things are real. I totally get it. But they were going to deal with adversity and have to face it. Now you're going to find out what they could do with it. But this is the team four days ago. Every Met fan was sitting there and doing the jig and dancing in the street. And like Eddie Murphy and coming to America to be loved, someone to hold. I mean, doing all that nonsense. After the month of Escobar, we're all doing it. Now we just, with two, two losses later, they gave up? What are you, an idiot? The only people who should wake up are the fans who are doing that. You sound like a moron. You're being made fun of by everybody. And if you don't realize it, it's because you're a moron. Wake up. Honestly. Braves look like a better team than you. That's the biggest problem here. Jacob DeGrom with the blister and, and you know, why doesn't the team know? And, you know, what does this mean? And all those are those are major questions. There's a lot of concern. If the Grom and Max aren't right, look, that is that's your meal ticket, okay? That's how you win. That's just the way it is. Like if, if there, there's no, you know, any Braves fan or Dodger fan when they're not making fun of you, is being honest with themselves or they're talking about you with fans of their own, and they say, okay, why are the Mets dangerous? It, yeah, they, I'm sure they respect. I'm sure they do. Pete Alonso and Jeff McNeil, <clears throat> Lindor, and the way Nimmo plays, I'm sure they do, and Edwin Diaz for sure. But when they say 
What are we worried about or why are they dangerous? There's only one reason coming to the table. There's only one answer that's coming up in that chat room. And you know what that is? It's Max and Jake. And if they're not Max and Jake, you're finished. Whether you got to play three extra games or not, if you're a Met fan, you want to be concerned and worried about something, that's what you're concerned and worried about. Because to me, you need Max and Jake to be Max and Jake, and you need a healthy Marte. And if you don't have any of the three, which right now, based on the last two, and Marte not being there, you're 0 for 3. That 0 for way big, way bigger than anyone in the lineup two games in who's 0 for 8, 0 for 7, or whatever the hell these lineups have done. Because you can't win when you get there. Now I'm Adrian and Rocky. You can't win. You just can't. Braves fan, Dodger fan, Cardinal fan, Padre fan, Philly fan, nobody afraid of you if those two guys aren't themselves. Now, I'm not worried about Max, especially because I think anybody knows this. And look, Mets and Braves fans who are watching and listening have this in common. We've seen him do this as a national to both of our teams. When he comes out after a game and says, hey, I kind of realized where my mechanics were off or you know, where I was out too much with my front shoulder, whatever, you know, all the different things that he is noticing as he's going, I'll go back and look at the video. He's going to figure it out. I'm not worried about him. And he should pitch game one. That's right. Max Scherzer should pitch game one. Sorry, especially because I don't think Jake can go more than six. And it at least even with a three game gives you an extra day before that blister situation you have to deal with again. But now with the position you put yourself in, now you need Jake to go get a win, assuming you win tonight. Now you need Jake to go get a win against the Nationals, go pitch again before he gets into the postseason and not rest the blister. And that's a big problem. So there are things to be concerned about for sure. But the team didn't show up or the team sucks or they wasted my summer. Honestly, screw you. You're an idiot. That's why you're getting made fun of by everybody. And if you don't realize it, literally, get out of Mets Twitter. Go look at regular Twitter, any social media. Just go out there and go read your tweets to somebody, like mean tweets on Jimmy Kimmel or somewhere, and go see what people say to you. You sound like a moron. Braves look better than you. Their bullpen looks deeper than you. Clearly, they don't have Diaz. As far as tonight is concerned, it's pretty simple. Edwin Diaz going six outs will be the plan going in. I don't care if he got to go seven or eight. The division's over. He can go rest the rest of the way because you're not getting less than, than that number one wild card seed. You're locked in there if you don't win the division. It don't matter. You lose this game. I don't care if Edwin Diaz got to go seven, eight outs or whatever the hell I got to do to extend the game. He got to be in there after Bassett, and that's the end of it. That's it. The good thing about Bassett is he's always seeming to find a way to go deep into games. He had one clunker about six weeks ago. People boot him off the field at City Field, speaking of which, like morons. Outside of that, he's been brilliant in the second half. Been terrific. Morton's going to be good, too. Not going to be easy. The offense is not going to score eight runs tonight. Have you watched a postseason? The Giants won three World Series. Three times. Now, if you're not a Giant fan and you're a Met fan, maybe you don't watch those games. But go back and look at how many 3-2 to two and 2-1 two to one games they were winning. They pitched the hell out of it and got just enough hits. Renteria, an MVP of a World Series. Scudero at 37, an MVP of an LCS. Cody Ross. They, they weren't hitting the crap out of the ball. It was that version of Pat Burrell. Aaron Rowan. I mean, look, Pablo Sandoval, like we get what he did in big spots and we know how great Buster Posey is. You see those lineups? They were just scratching runs across, finding a way. The Braves got a better offense than you. You didn't know that coming into the series? Is this a surprise to you? And they deserve a ton of credit. They played like champions the first two days. That's what they're supposed to do. Now your job's to be resilient. Now your job's to get off the mat and find a way to get a win. But it doesn't matter if it's six to one or two to one. Just get the win.
Max Fried's a hell of a pitcher. Kyle Wright is a hell of a pitcher. Iglesias is nearly unhittable right now. Kenley Jansen, you know, certainly had the situation where he blew three saves in a seven-game span, but overall he's led the National League, and we he's led all of life since 2012 in this sport and saves. You face some good arms. They've, they've thrown good arms at you, and you haven't hit. By the way, get ready. That's happening in October, too. I don't care what Adam Wainwright's numbers have been in the last month and a half. You ain't getting five runs off him in a postseason game. Not going to happen. I mean, maybe it's been that long since Met fans have been in the postseason. Maybe they forgot how baseball works. I really don't understand it, to be honest. They got to find a way to capitalize when runners on base. They got to on games like that where they had two situations. Rosario opened the door for them defensively in game one. Yesterday, they had a one to nothing lead. The base is loaded. Those one or two at-bats where you don't find a way to find a hole and get two more runs in, that's where they've lost these games. That's where. Not the whole offense is this and that or whatever, because we already knew it wasn't a deep offense. That's why they had to go to Beatty. Then they had to go to Vientos. They tried Ruff, who's been a better eighth-inning guy than a hitter since he come over. Done what they've done with Vogel snacks. Now you're trying Alvarez. They're doing all that because they got no Marte. The lineup's not nearly that deep, and it wasn't as deep even with him as what Atlanta's got, and that's just reality. But it doesn't mean they can't win. You got the best closer in the game. He got to go six outs for you. You need Bassett to get you there with a lead. Even if it's tied, it's not going to matter. If they're down a run, it's not going to matter. Tell you one thing you can't see tonight, and I don't think you'll have to worry about it, but let's just put it out there. A situation like in game one of this series where, and I love Buck, but you're down three to one, and you're putting McGill in there instead of Adovino, which made absolutely zero sense. You've got to hold the lead at two. You ain't punting games. This is for the division. If the Mets are losing three to nothing, Diaz got to be in the eighth and the ninth inning. I'm sorry. Doesn't matter. You keep that wherever the hell it's at. He's starting the eighth inning almost no matter what the score is. It's 7 1 and they're losing. Okay, you want to say no? Maybe not. 7 1 and they're winning? You're damn right. He's getting six outs at least. At least. At least. The division is on the line tonight. The tiebreaker, because of that, it plays in your favor. The Mets would be in a way more trouble if it didn't. This puts them in a position to feel like they're game ahead with three games to go, even though they're tied, and everything's set up for them to be able to win this division. And then all of a sudden, it'll be fine for you. So don't you know, take a deep breath. Try. But the Braves deserve a lot of credit, and they've been as good a team in baseball as anybody in the last four months. I think they're way better suited for a postseason run this year than the Dodgers are because the Dodgers have no idea what they've got in the back end of the bullpen. As much as, speaking of which, former Dodger Kenley Jansen may scare you, with Iglesias and Minter and Jansen and the, the names that they have back there, comparatively what the Dodgers are working with, the lack of depth, because even though Strider is hurt, the Dodgers dealing with more injuries than you are. The Dodgers having not had to play a meaningful game since eight weeks ago, really, or whatever it was, when they played the Mets in that series, which didn't mean much to them anyway. And then having a layoff, Braves are way more suited for a run. But I think the Braves and the Mets are going to meet in the LCS. So whether a Met fan loses 8 nothing tonight and cries, you're going to have a chance at redemption. If a Braves fan loses 8 to nothing and cries, you're going to have a chance at redemption because I think whichever team loses this game and then most likely because of that loses this division, that team will end up beating the Dodgers in five because I do think these are two terrific teams. But right now, yeah, the Braves look better than the Mets. That should scare you, especially without Marte. Especially without Marte. That should scare you. 
outside of that, try and take a deep breath. I know it's difficult. This game's going to be fun to watch, as big a game as they've had in forever. Guys are going to be nervous. They're going to be tight. Let's see what they got. Let's see what they got. Episode 92 of Unfiltered. You could jump in uh, throughout the course of the day and uh, comment, question, and converse back and forth with me. I'll try and jump in after the game tonight. Enjoy the football during the day as well. And I always try and put this out, so I'll put this out again. Please remember, much more important than sports and baseball, mental health. If you know somebody that seems like they're struggling, try and empower them and lift them up. If you see somebody struggling and you hear that they're being made fun of or somebody's laughing at them because they're down, don't be in that crowd. Be the change. Do something different. Lift them up. Offer your hand and say, I got you. It makes the world a difference. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.